Wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. We are live. It's Monday, and that can only mean one thing. Hanging with the boys. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas, for another episode of some hard-hitting sports journalism. Just kidding. It's just us. We're back, and we're here to take over your airwaves for one hour, maybe more. There's so much going on. that There's some shows that we come on, and we struggle to think about what to talk about and try to stretch for an hour. There's other days where there's so much going on and we're still in the off season. We got to talk about it. there's some training camp news that's going on. Kurt's got some breaking news about how they're going to handle the facility. We've got more Dak talk. Would it be a week of the off season without us talking about Dak? But we're going to talk about this roster, what veterans need to prove themselves. And this does not happen very often, fellas, but I have something to say. I'm going to save that for the end of the show because <laughs> this is a momentous occasion because I very seldom have an opinion or something to say. So we'll get to that later. So you guys, all you fans, hang in there for the whole hour and listen to me say something. How you doing, fellas? What's happening? What's up, man? Good, What's going on, good. fellas? Glad to be Y'all here good, this morning. Good weekend. See, good hate, weekend. I hate when this dude try to prep us. For whatever it is at the end of the show. Now, nah, I'm all of the action the whole show is what do you got to tell us, Sean? What, what are you waiting on? Jesse, good to see you. Kurt, good to see you. Chris, you. thanks for setting us up. Hey, Shannon. Hey. What do you have to tell us? Later. Nate, you're gonna have to Nate, you're gonna have to stay on the whole show with us to hear what I have to say, because I'm saving it for the end. But now, right now. We're going to talk about training camp. I have my 2006 Oxnard training camp ball cap on. This was the first time I ever went to training camp out in California. It was this year back in 2006. The news came out this week that the Cowboys will not be going to Oxnard. Uh, reported, I don't know if it's still official, but it's being reported by several, several sources. Uh, they will have training camp in what it appears to be Frisco. And then, Kurt, some more news came out right before we came on the show about how they're going to handle some of that stuff. Yeah, well, it is official that they can't go anywhere for training camp. The NFL said they had to stay at their home facilities, so they will be in Frisco. Um, and then the NFL came out today with the protocols for when the players can come back to the uh, to the offices or to the training facility, and this doesn't necessarily mean training camp. This just means ahead of time when they first come back, um, they're going to be required. The lockers have to be six feet apart. So you're going to be every other locker. Um, they have to work in smaller groups, like the workout areas. They have to rotate in. They can't have everybody in there at once. And and in between groups, they have to disinfect. Um, they can't have in-person meetings with large groups. I think it has to be smaller groups, or otherwise they'll be on the, uh, you know, Zoom call, video conference calls, just like they have been doing. Or they can meet outside, I guess, and kind of space it out a little bit. So there's going to be some changes, but uh, it sounds like it could be before the end of the month they might let some of the rookies and veterans come back in to the facility to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, so some of the new veterans, excuse me, um, uh, guys like. Uh, 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 Poe and, and McCoy. Um, yeah, there, there's changes coming, but at least there's some progress being made. It looks like they're getting a little bit closer to football. For me, I, I, I like it. I like it because, and, and I Nate, no, Nate, you'll have your opinion on this. I like the new approach that they're taking because as someone who's been in the NFL locker room and you understand, that is the filthiest place <laughs> on earth. Yeah, an NFL locker room, uh, NFL locker room is a filthy, filthy place. And when you start talking about spreading different type of disease, like when that when the flu hits the locker room, when infections hit the locker room, it hits it hard because you're in so much close proximity. You're, you don't you're, never you're I ain't never known one of the fat guys to get the flu. It's always you little whipping divas. I like guess because y'all, y'all have that insulated. You got those thick 
layers you got to go to to get to That's the right, immune the system. Got to get in there and grind on us, baby. But 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 yeah, I mean, I think I think this is the right approach. Um, I think they're taking the necessary proper steps to getting us back to what we want because the last thing we want it to happen is is we rush into this thing, and because uh, I do believe that that second wave is hiding around the corner, and you get a locker room full of people who are you know asymptomatic and, and but they have it and now that ultimately will shut down facilities again and put you in, an, in, in, in a very uncomfortable situation on trying to get the ball rolling so i think you you measure twice and cut once on the front end in hopes that you're able to prevent uh you know prevent a uh an infection yeah. happening in your locker room unfortunately the cowboys have a pretty great setup obviously they got a big locker room they've got extra locker rooms in that Ford Center they could spread guys around. It sounds like some teams are going to have a little problem getting 90 guys in there comfortably. So yeah, it's nice. It's good to be a Dallas Cowboy, that's for sure. I'll tell you like this right here, fellas. Uh, what I said off air, I would not say on air. Because I'm okay? So you're right, Jesse. The voice of reason has spoken again. I'm, Kurt, I'm glad you're going along with it, and I'm not going to use the word that I used before. All right? <laughs> Way to go, Jesse. I cannot <laughs> argue that point. As as former players, um, <laughs> how do you think this – does this help them staying here um, in Frisco for the first time? Did, you know, did it help you guys when you went somewhere for camp as opposed to – Jesse, You have you played on teams that have stayed kind of in their home area before outside of the Cowboys? Yeah, the Patriots. They stay, you practice every day at Gillette. The same place you practice at during the regular season is the same place you practice at during training camp. Um, so you stay, you stay right there. I, I was with the Cincinnati Bengals where you went to Georgetown, Kentucky, and, and did uh, training camp there. Um, the, the different thing. the fans, Jesse? At which one? When you yeah, went yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I know the people in Cincinnati are like, we ain't gonna pay to watch this here for free. Yeah. <laughs> bad practices. <laughs> the thing about the Cowboys is the Cowboys like to make it. Ex- I mean, a, a spectacle. I mean, I was a part of the Cowboys where we did training camp in three different places one year. Uh, we we had we had the opportunity to have the Hall of Fame game, and I remember we started training camp in San Antonio, Texas. After a couple weeks in San Antonio, Texas, we then flew to Oxnard and had practices in Oxnard where we played some West Coast preseason games. And then um, we had the Hall of Fame game, which then took us, took us back to Dallas for about a week or so to have practice in Dallas uh, to get ready to go to the Hall of Fame game. So I was there and we bounced around in three different locations and just, I mean, the, the headache of that, of just traveling all different places, I think this may actually work. Um, this may be something that actually may work. They have the Omni Hotel that sits right there um so if you're trying to you know get that hotel some business and some money you know put the players and stuff right there that way they can come right to the facility without having to do much traveling um, is that what uh, did the patriots even though they had training camp at their home place did they how did all the players come together in one hotel or did they just stay home no nah, we all were in one hotel okay we all we all were in one hotel they had hotel checks and all that kind of stuff i'm pretty sure guys like tom brady and such after a certain amount of days and certain after hours they were like i'm going home but they we all stayed in we all stayed in the same hotel i'm gonna tell you Jerry, what what this thing was supposed to do many many years ago was get you away from the family get you together you bond you be up, you be up under one cause one one fight but with today's air travel the, the, the use of phones and the way you can do what we're doing here your family never is is never just a just a, a dial away or a, a series call away series call uh, Shannon's girlfriend please thank you so you already <laughs> you know what I'm saying so now hold your phone up Nate did your phone actually call uh, Shannon's girlfriend when you told Siri to do so uh, no, 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 I gotta make sure you don't have the numbers it calls mama gross though I oh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, but I, I'll, I'll be honest with you it, 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 what it is designed to do when you have traveled away was mainly bring the guys together and be up under one one deal trying to get yourself prepared for football but Jesse you know like the rest of you guys know the Dallas Cowboys training camp probably after about that tenth one, 
became what you said, Jesse. Uh, it's about making money along with spectacle. getting your mind right, uh, building your brand. So, uh, But it's a good thing. Some players can handle it. The big stage, some players can't. You know, and uh, the Cowboys, for, I, I think for what has happened, this pandemic, we need to be together with the new guys, old guys, new coaches, and everything. They need to be in one spot, not worrying about moving, but worrying about making this team and making it better. So you think that with all the other changes going on, this change of training camp, this might be a good thing then? Oh, yes, a benefit. It, it, it's no way it's not a benefit. Can you imagine going to California, which is a hot spot, and everybody sitting there like, man, should we walk out our door? You know, <laughs> oh, no, nah, man. You stay right here. In Frisco, I tell you, Texas. who else is happy? Yeah, I know. Mike, I know Mike McCord and the crew is happy. They don't um, have to load. They, they don't have to load these. They don't have to load them trucks up with with, with, with weights and workout stuff and football equipment and all that kind. Of, they like, man, we get to stay right here. Their <laughs> their summer has just gotten a lot better because Mike McCord and that and Bucky and all those guys. They don't have to load those truckers up and drive halfway across America. Yeah. By 60%, brother. By 60%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- for those of you that don't know, they literally pack up the entire weight room. The weights, yeah. the benches, the, the racks, the bars, like everything. They pack them up in 18-wheeler tractor trailers yep. and ship them to California for camp. And then they pack it all back up and send it back on top of all the pads, the tape, the Gatorade, you know, all the other equipment. Every that, uniform that. for every weather, every oh. for every weather. <laughs> I mean, they I, they do it all, man. It is a it is a monumental beating the weeks leading up to training camp <laughs> for those guys. I mean, they have they have these. Uh, I guess they're boxes. They're probably what Kurt six feet, six and a half feet tall, probably four feet yeah. square, and they cram them full of all the stuff and send it out there and then they have to take all that stuff load it up on the planes take it to the hall of fame game ship it back for practice ship it to the next (laughs) preseason game ship it back for practice ship it to the next preseason game back to practice and then when we break camp the day they break camp they load it all back into 18 wheelers overnight and then the 18 wheelers come back while we're flying back to go for that that usually that third and fourth preseason game to come back home ship it all back along with all of our luggage all the players i mean it is a those guys they earn their money that during (laughs) training camp you you know what's amazing you know what's amazing about all of this they do this for all of the players but not only for all of the players they do it for all of the staff and Mm -hmm. all for mr jones and his party for shannon and his party if you they give you shirts. They give you. Uh, they give you pants. They give you shoes. They they give it to everybody. If you carry the cowboy name, even when I used to go out there, they used to have a little little thing for me, a little a little package for me, and you can take that over there and get it washed daily. They're washing these guys' clothes, not not their unders and all of that, but the clothes that they have to wear for the uniform. They wash them daily. Daily, so these guys never stop moving. They don't so, go to lunch. They don't go to breakfast. They just continue to move. So, so Zen, they, they do any, a great job. Any concern about now having a training camp in this Texas heat or indoors on the turf? Nah, nah, nah. nah I mean, make them tough, huh? You know what? You know what, Jesse? You know you 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 making have a different opinion but coaches are smart and how they work their players but I, I asked a guy you know I told a guy one time guy said man it's so hard out here I understand with a new era a new way of doing things that your body is not used to being beat on at any time but don't tell me you practicing pads then you out of pads then you practicing pads then you out of pads then you off and you talking about you tired what are you doing well, really, what are you doing? You walk through in the morning, you hit hitting pads, maybe 15, 20 minutes that afternoon. Next day you walking through again. Then your next time you you hitting. So you mean to tell me watching film 
is just really done broke you down? Cause that's all they do. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm so hey, hey, come on, man. Hey Jesse, Jesse, is this Nate's version of? When I was a kid, I used to walk exactly. up. Yeah. No, 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 no. Shannon, Shannon, you did not hear me say. You did not hear me. No, I, I, I do not. I do not buy into how it was for us, because your body is not days. designed to be hit on. But you're only hitting maybe thirty minutes in a practice. Then you're off. You know, you hit. You walk through. You hit, and then maybe 30, 40 minutes, and then you're off, off. You're off for 24 hours. Wasn't like that. What, You're, three, it wasn't like that in no, Austin it, with Jimmy Johnson, though, was it? But, but see, it don't matter. What I'm saying is your body is not designed. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I'm not going there because, like I, tell, like I tell the older guys, stop, man, because my story is not is not that great compared to Drew, to Drew uh, Pearson, I mean, to Preston Pearson. My story is not that great to Bob Lilly. To where these guys had two and three hour practices, no water. Everybody is a little bit different, but our bodies are not designed to be beat on. But don't tell me you're tired because you had a couple of practices that equal maybe 45 minutes of hitting. That's all I'm trying to say. Be the best you can be. And I also think, you know, the strategic part about coaching is that you know they foreshadow what the what is the weather going to look like? What do mm -hmm. we need? How are things going to work out? And they can look at it and go, hey, you know what? On Wednesday, it's only going to be 85 degrees. Let's practice outside. Or hey, let's do an early morning practice so we can get outside. Maybe it's a little bit of humidity, but let's get outside on the grass. Let's get outside in the elements a little bit, you know. And then oh, but Friday it's going to be 105, so we'll move them inside because I'm gonna be honest with you, you you. We don't play as a home team. We don't play in the elements, right? We have the we have the luxury of being in a billion-dollar indoor facility. Um, as with teams like New England, who Bill Belichick, it didn't matter what was happening. You practiced outside, and they had an indoor facility: rain, sleet, snow, below zero. Because he because Bill Belichick's mindset was. You're not going to play indoors on Sunday. You're playing outdoors at home on Sunday. So why wouldn't you practice in what you're going to play in on Sunday? It's hard to get a lot of work done when you're talking about that blazing heat. Guys yeah. all of a sudden start fatiguing faster. They need IVs. Guys, are, you know, when that heat get on your back and you got that equipment on, you it's a, it, this haze comes over you and you you spend more time correcting and repeating than you do actually getting good solid working so i see why sometimes coaches go inside um we had we had the we had the fiasco we had last year where the cowboys were going to play an away game in an outdoor stadium and the elements that we were having here in dallas was matching the elements that they were going to be able to go see in that game on sunday but that coaching staff decided to go indoors and we saw how that played out in the game so that's the strategic part about coaching, knowing your players, foreshadowing what the weather may look like and how it, you can get a combination of both. Because you do need to go outside a little bit and get some of that conditioning in, you know, have that sun on your back a little bit. That, that helps with conditioning. That helps with a little bit of the mental toughness of it all. And, you know, just get, being able to, to work through those things uh, as you would have to in a game because you, you're going to go to some places where, you're not going to be used to the elements. We have, we have a couple games. We got a December game in Baltimore. Guess what? Right off the water, it's going to be cold. And if you're not conditioned for that, then that sometimes can be a distraction to you mentally. So you got to be able to prepare yourself. That rock. You got to be able to prepare yourself mentally and physically. So I think I think the thing with this coaching staff, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I hope that this coaching staff with Mike McCarthy at the helm will do the right things and kind of mixing and matching, being outside, being inside. And of course, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. So what does that mean? That means that it's still going to be a spectacle. And so they're going to have 12,000 people on the inside like it's a high school football game or a boxing match inside the Ford Center. So you're going to have some practices, some live practices where you're going to have all the fans come in there. You're going to have cheerleaders come out at the halftime of the game, of the scrimmage, whatever it may be, because it is the Dallas Cowboys and it is a show and it will be a show no matter what you try to to make it out to be. And over the was it Kurt over the over the uh, over the weekend or late last week? I think the uh, Governor Abbott here in Texas uh, said that all stadiums and arenas will be able to operate uh, at fifty percent capacity. Um, right. 
Is that right? Did I read that right? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's saying so far. But, you know, I, the NFL said they're proceeding like there's going to be full season with full stadiums. So hopefully we'll get to that point. But Governor, Governor Avenue will be on page by the time they get there. <laughs> You'll be on You'll be with it. Don't worry about it. We, we've talked about the, the young guys and with, you know, everybody getting a late start that this may help the young guys kind of get a – be on more of a level playing field with the with the veterans. Um, who are some guys that come to mind on this team uh, that are that we're looking at that are going to be bubble guys that are really going to have to get in there and compete this year? Are there any guys that come to mind for you guys that that have been on this team for a year or two, maybe three? That uh, every veteran that don't have a guaranteed contract. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you, do you guys? What happened to Noah Brown? Is Noah Brown still a part of the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I, Where has he I, been? This 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 guy that they talked about so much, how much they loved him, his his physicality, and how he was big and strong. And where is Noah Brown? This is the guy who I'm looking. I'm, if Noah Brown is still on this football team, I need to check. He'll, he'll, he'll be he'll be in New York soon because he can block well. Where's Noah Brown? Now? I want I want to see where Noah Brown got. <laughs> yeah. They talked they talked him up so much. Uh, uh, as a receiver, I want to see where he's where he's at. I've always had this question. I've always I've had this question with this team. It seems like there's always a guy. They always have one or two of these guys that never gets on the playing field. That usually usually there's injuries involved where there you know there's a lingering issue or there's something where they they can't quite get over the hump. They can't quite get on the field. But they keep these guys around, and it seems like ever since I've been here, they've they've had the one or two of those guys that they just that seems to stay on this team. Is that is it like that on every team where they have their nope. pet cat? That or is it just this team? Nah, nah, not nah. Not. Most teams want guys who can actually go out there and do something. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, nah, brother. I, I, <laughs> nah, no, sorry. We need to social distance ourselves from them cats real quick. <laughs> real quick. I'm serious, real. <laughs> Jesse, Kurt, Shannon, don't, I mean, and our fans will latch on to these nobodies. Will latch on to these nobodies that cannot help this team win. And, and where's such and such? The same place he's been, waiting on training camp. That's, the, that's where they get all their fame in training camp, which does not win games. Come on, man. Why, why is that? Why is that? I don't. Is there a reason for that? Is it people get excited about the new? Guys? Yeah, people get excited about somebody new. Like who was it last yeah. year? The receiver Javon or, or something like that. I mean, there's always somebody in training camp that everybody's. Oh, this is going to be the next Tony Roma, the next diamond in the rough they find, but. Yeah, they they, they they hang their hat on that on that word potential. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so much potential. Man, he could be he could be the next. He could be the next. And then, you know, some people just never live up to that potential. Man, get some right. and play some ball. Yeah, it's it's getting close. Ball is gonna happen. I, I tell I've been I've been telling everyone for people would ask me, Hey, what do you think? You think the NFL is gonna have a season? And I'm like Go Google how much the NFL generates in revenue. <laughs> oh. When you were talking it, uh, about the gross national product that's larger than some countries, they are going to have an NFL season. Now, what that looks like, if there's fans in the seats or whatever, I don't know what that looks like, but they will they will find a way to play football because there is no way that you're not going to have a season when you're talking about that much money involved. There's just no hey, way. Let, let, me so. you, let me ask you this here, Shannon. Let me ask you this here, serious question. Uh-oh, hey, I don't like serious questions. What you, <laughs> you, you going to tell us at the end of the show, man? Share with us. Ain't nobody <laughs> listening. You know what? You know what, Nate? For me to right. be able to tell you what I'm going to tell you at the end of the show, we have to take right. two breaks. We have to take two oh, okay. breaks. So okay. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get me to tell you a little bit quicker than I was planning on it by taking the first break now. And then okay. when we come back, cool. we'll talk about Dak. Michael Irvin had some interesting comments. I want to know what you guys have to think about that. He, he said that they've been getting Dak at a, at a discounted rate the last few years, so it's time to go ahead and just pay him back pay. Um, 
We could talk about. Uh, there you go. We could talk about uh, DeMar- Demarcus Ware. Demarcus. <laughs> Demarcus Ware had some uh, thoughts on uh, Alden Smith, Tank, and uh, Randy Gregory in this defense. And then I have something to say when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. The Cowboys way where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Go wingstop.com now to get that undeniable deliciousness delivered right to your door. Your choice of 11 mouthwatering flavors like zesty lemon pepper, mango habanero, or spicy Korean Q, all available in boneless or classic wingstop where flavor gets its wings. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. You got Shannon Gross here. You got Kurt Daniels. We got Jesse Holly. We got Nate Newton. We got Chris Beam running the show. Man, have we got a lot of things to get to. And a little bit later on, I got something to say. I know Nate hey, wants man, me to say it now. Then, Shannon. <laughs> but later on, the last the last twenty seconds of the show, I have something to say. So hang on, tune in, tune back in with twenty seconds in the show left. Oh, fellas, Dak Prescott. It we, we can't we cannot stop talking about Dak Prescott. It seems like every week there's some other comment, some new comment, something's going on. Now it's Michael Irvin chiming in, Kurt. Michael had some things to say. I believe it was yesterday. What did Michael have to say about Dak and his situation? Well, he basically said, pay him the money. You know, he said he's he's deserving of being the highest paid quarterback right now. That won't last long once Mahomes is signed. But, um, and he said the Cowboys have been so fortunate and they've got four years out of him for, uh, you know, minimal pay, far, far less than what he's worth. So it's now it's time to, uh, you know, pay the man, I guess, so he'll get paid, it's just a matter of when they can work this out. And you had a so there was a mailbag question um, that you sent me that's really kind of interesting and I never thought of it this way, go into that a little bit Yeah, so the sticking point seems to be that you know Dak wants a four year deal so he can hit the open market again uh, quicker, and the Cowboys are pushing more for five, and so but is he hurting himself in the long run, perhaps, because, say, he plays under this franchise tag, and then the Cowboys next year, well, maybe they do sign him for four. They've wound up getting him five years regardless, and they've had to pay him less that first year. I mean, 
in some ways I wonder, you know, is it, is it like the lottery? You never ask for the deferred payments for the lottery. You want the lump sum right now. You want as much money as you can get right now. Is he, I understand he's betting on himself and he's hoping for a big payday. But the other, the flip side of that coin is, is he leaving money on the table now that, you know, he may not get down the road? No, I think, I think, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and I think in the mailback question, it, it was a good point. If he's wanting a four-year deal and the Cowboys are wanting a five-year deal, if you take the tag this year and play under that next year, does that four-year deal become a three-year deal because you're delaying it a year? Or is it a four-year deal again on the table that actually winds up being five because you're getting tagged this year? Yeah, you push, you so. push back your open market anyway, you know. Right. I don't think he loses the money. I think, I think if he if he's franchised this year, I think how he makes that money up. If he's like, well, he's going to play for less. Well, next year if after they get a deal done, the prices went up because Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson have gotten their deals. And if for any reason he takes this team to an NFC Championship game or something like that, now his price goes up even more. So he's going to he's going to eventually get that, and then he may play hardball and say, you know, now nah, I just want a three-year deal. I want a three-year deal at a much higher rate than it was before. But I think the money part of this thing, whether it's franchise year this year and the four-year deal after that, or four-year deal this year and how will they handle it after that, the money part he's going to get his payday. Like he's going to get that money one way or another by hook or by crook, and only has to do is keep playing the way that he's been playing. And, and this team continues to progress, and we think that they can do what they're supposed to do with this new coaching staff. Um, I think it's, it's, it's almost delayed punishment, pocketbook punishment for the Cowboys. It's either you, you either do it now, or you're going to have to do it later when it's going to cost you more. Because if you're believing that this team can do some powerful things with him at the helm and this coaching staff, that means that that means now he's going to add to his resume another 4,500 to 5,000 yard season, another 25 plus touchdown type season. And if he then carries his team deeper into the playoffs than he has in any of his previous seasons, well, now all of you done. Now I come back to the table and I go, well, now you got to pay me more because I've done this. And oh, by the way, the market has changed again. So that, that's, that's that Russian roulette chicken game that you're playing is that. If he continues on his trajectory, again, this year this year he broke all of his personal records, more touchdowns, more yards, more completions, more all that kind of stuff. If he does that again next year, or even kind of, you know, does the same thing equivalent to what he did this year and next year, and they go deeper into the playoffs, I'm back at the table again, and I'm saying, now the number goes up again, because you had a chance to give me less money last year. And before the market had changed, and before I took our team to the divisional championship, or you know, uh, you know, divisional championship or Super Bowl or whatever it may be, now you got to pay me more because of those things. The bottom so, line is this right here: is he's not missing nothing. Okay, he he came into the league a fourth round pick. Everybody, because everybody just wants to be greedy. Great he's, point. He's he's been sensible in his own mind, saying, okay, thirty-one point four million dollars. Okay, is that not a lot of money? So, so what if they if if the if the uh, if the cap moves back? So what if if Deshaun and Watson don't sign? It's still gonna go to thirty nine million the next year, and we'll be having the same conversation. This kid is made up in his mind with his representatives that I am good where I'm at. Now we as fans and as analysts have that right to speculate and, and play the you know the what if game but the what if game is simply this we got to start at 31.4 million dollars he's not good at that can you right now if i ask you five guys even if we split this up five ways counting chris bean will we not be all right for the rest of our lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on fellas where, where do i sign <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, it, it's like uh, see, that's all, why I guess all of this, all of this benefits the Dallas Cowboys if they can get him signed. Dak is good. See, that's that's if you ever put in your mind and think that man, Dak is good. He's okay. He just gave a million dollars to to uh, to, to retrain po- a million dollars to a fourth round pick. Man, I could never give a million dollars, man. But he gave a million dollars to the to the police force to retrain their people. 
tank now, right. and he ain't even signed not one iota of that thirty-one million dollars. He ain't touched it. Think about it now. Well, I, ju- I, I guess the the what I'm wondering again is he he's obviously betting on himself, and that's awesome. I think that's great. But you look at well, take Andy Dalton for example. I mean, he had his rookie deal. Age 27 season, which Dak is entering his age 27 season, he signed a big contract. I think it was like $90 million at the time. It wasn't a top 10 contract, but it was like $90 million. I think six years, he signed a long-term deal. So he got through that. Now he's on that third contract. Now he's where Dak wants to be in five years. This is where Andy Dalton is now. He winds up signing a $3 million deal to be a backup. You know, Obviously, his gamble, if you want to call it that, didn't pay off. And I think that's maybe the risk is Dak is betting on himself, but, you know, but Andy Alex Gamble, Smith it paid off for Andy Dalton. He got $90 million. No, I'm, I'm saying it obviously paid off for him. It's going to pay off for Dak, but Dak's looking forward to that third contract. Right, and Andy so, Dalton. Dalton, no, Dalton no, said, no, see, that's that's where we – that's he, you, you don't think no, he's planning ahead Dak, for that third contract? No, 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 what Dak is planning for is to get this contract. He just want to make sure he is comfortable. See, we in our minds, yeah, we, yeah, we, are, we are in our minds, we are projecting, oh man, to the third contract. No, what Dak is saying is, I want a four-year deal now. Right. So, so if but is it, he'll make more money changes. if he gets a five-year deal, huh? He'll make he more money now if he gets a five-year deal. No, no, he'll make more money if he gets a four-year deal. Because See, he's betting on the third contract, and Dalton no, bet no, on the th- no, 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 third because contract. Because he's betting he on this contract. He's uh-huh. betting on this contract. He How's is that? saying, "Give me a four-year deal." Right. Right now. Right. You know. See, this and is what, saying, this I'm, this is the only this is the only thing that's 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 messed up about this. If he gets injured, that's the only thing. But he's That's what, bet, I'm saying. what he's trying to get is this contract. That's what he's trying to get. See, we we want to say, okay, he's trying to get a. He want to re up with everybody else when when every, when Rogers come up, when this guy come up, when this. Yeah. Guy, well, he the guys that he's gonna be dealing with, Deshaun Watson and the kid at KC, they gonna get five year deals. Because they're going to get these right. contracts done before the season over with. So he's still not going to be coming up with them. He's going to be coming up behind them, before them, excuse me. So what Dak is trying to do, if you can lock in with me here, he's trying to get this contract done. And he wants four years. Yeah, but I'm, I know I know he wants four years now, but why wouldn't he, if he wants a, a payday now, why wouldn't he take five years and more money? But why betting on take, the third why, contract? Why, why he can't take four years and, and get and get all his money now? See, I see. You don't I know, see what you're You don't know what this man is asked for. Maybe Jared him say we'll give you five years and we'll give you thirty-seven per year. And this man may say, "Nah, I want four years with thirty-seven right now." <laughs> yeah. See, that's maybe. we don't know what's happening. And, and now, unless you got an inside uh, scoop, now share with us, Kurt. You got no, something inside? No, I'm sorry. I don't have okay. any scoops. Because Jerry hadn't asked we don't, my advice. We keep hearing that Mr. Jones and his party wants to do a five-year deal so it'll help the cap. They'll know where they're at, and they can project. See, everybody's talking about what Dak is trying to do. What is Mr. Jones and his group trying to do? They're trying to stabilize and project where they need to be. Dak, like, uh-uh, you can do what you need to do, but I need four years right now. At this amount, we don't know that amount. He could be asking for forty a year. We don't know. <laughs> True. We don't yeah. know. But I, I get what you're saying, Kurt. And and for Andy, I think he he gambled on himself and lost. I mean, he, he, that's he what I'm thought, saying. Yeah. He thought staying in, he thought staying in Cincinnati and with that with that lineup and that coaching staff and I mean he had some good players around him. He had AJ Green. He had some. He had the uh, the, the tight end kid, but, but yeah. running back before the yeah. tight end he go, got hurt. Um, so he thought that there were some pieces in there and he, you know that place where he drafted him at. I think I think Dak is seeing the same thing. I think Dak is seeing the fact that man, I got a really good team. But I also understand that if I can get back to the table, because honestly, in a four-year deal, right? If he signs a four-year deal, in essence, in essence, he can come back to the table in three. In essence, he can come back to the table in three. 
because if in that first three years he does something monumental like win a Super Bowl, when I get to year three, I'm saying, you know what? I've given you a Super Bowl, and now I kind of don't even want to get to year four anymore. Let's re- <laughs> let's renegotiate this thing before I even get to, uh-huh. to year four. They will and then come that to him. Puts him. But Mr. Jones and Steven will come to him because they'll say, oh, let's don't wait. We screwed this up the last time. Because they had a contract that was ready to be signed last year, and it, and it got out of and it got kind of and they and, and Dak them forced the hand, and they kind of just went went silent on them. So they That's won't smart. do that if, if that thing happened. But this is this is the deal: is we can project and we can do whatever we want. The bottom line is Dak is trying to secure this contract, and when next year comes. He's gonna be trying still if they don't if they don't if they let him play through this tag, he's gonna be trying to secure this contract. That you don't have to you don't have to worry about a third contract if but you, you have to worry about that second contract. He sounds contract. like he is. A lot of people a lot of people don't have you heard Dak people say that? Have you heard Dak uh, say it's, that? It's, we that's just, just a speculation. The right. only people right. that we've known that have said something is, is Mr. Jones and his party. So, but we speculate. Okay, the only thing that most of us do know, where eighty percent certain is, this kid won't four years. So now we're tagging on everything else. We're okay. But he won't. Why? Well, let me. I'm assume this, and I'm assume that. I'm assuming that that trying to get these four years. That's what I'm assuming. Right. Kurt, so I love you, boy. I like how you have. What's that? Your hair looking good. You looking Jimmy? <laughs> you looking Jimmy Johnson oh. with that hair? No, I ain't got. I'm nowhere near that. Jimmy, man. You see that? No. Uh, just no, how the hair sticking up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you? Anyway, what do you I, I like. I like the debate, though, Kurt. That's real sweet, babe. All right. All right. What do you? What do you guys think? I know none of us have any kind of inside. Who dog going on? Anything like that? That's mine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 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 I know none of us can't have even your dog time. agree with me. I hear that. Like, I'm doing right. I'm doing right. <laughs> uh, what What is y'all's gut feeling? Do y'all think he's going to wind up getting tagged, or do you think as this thing gets like so many times with the Cowboys, it gets down to hey, gets down to the wire? They finally get to the table and and they come up with a deal. What is y'all's gut feeling? You think this thing will get done, or you think Dak plays under the tag this season? I think it gets done. I do too. I think it will. Hey, four years are a tag, baby. Yeah, uh, it's only uh, that, that fifth year is so that fifth year is so over the top. They're like, bro, that, that's no, that's no, that's no mess this up. That fifth year is so over the top. But we know yeah. how that go. If that fifth year is so over the top, he's never getting to that fifth year. Like even in the contract, they'll, they'll come back after four and be like, let's renegotiate. They're they gonna give him that fifth year, and that money gonna be so large that they be like, ain't no way in the world. We 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 gonna have to redo this dude. But that's what I'm saying. You got to knock these dudes' socks off. So what you uh, think, Nate? Is it gonna get done or what? Ah, uh, nah, man. They are gonna tag him up for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, once that you tag, it's easy to continue to tag. Once you tag, it's easy to continue to tag. You, you, and I keep saying to myself, this dude is a fourth round pick, who's all of a sudden in less than three, less than four years, is considered a top, depending on who you're talking to, a top ten quarterback. If you go through the top ten quarterbacks, you're gonna put Dak somewhere real close to that. So yeah. now you went from a fourth round pick. Who, 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 who's making millions of dollars off the field. So the, the same thing that everybody wanted him to take less for is what he relying on now. He's supplementing everything right now. Like, hey, man, I just made five grand, five mil off this, off this, off this thing I just did this year. So right. the same thing that everybody wanted him to take less for, he is using it so he can go further. So I'm telling you, Kurt, I'm looking at you. You're looking good, baby. You're looking good. <laughs> hey, I just hope hey, I want him I want him to I want him to bet on himself. I want him to win the Super Bowl. I want him to earn that big third contract. I don't want him to wind up like Alex Smith and you know, here yeah. we are. Yeah, but he'll have thirty one beans, baby. Well, you know, but, beans. but he could have had he could have had thirty seven, forty, you know, whatever. Hey, Brother, I'm telling you, whatever they're trying to do is going to lower this cap here. So it ain't that they're trying to go higher. And, and, and the thing that is, that, that is amazing about all this, man, it's, it gives us good, clean conversation. 
Yes, it does. It does. Good, it get, clean I mean, what, we're, we're, we're back about. talking about Dak. <laughs> we're back talking about Dak, and Dak probably saying, "Thank you, thank you, Nate, thank you." Did you, see, did you see that ESPN story came out this morning? They they did a mock draft using mm-hmm. every player in the NFL. So mm-hmm. it could be Tom Brady or it could be Joe Burrows. Everybody's right. available. They picked Dak ninth overall. Wow! And you right. think that, and, and, and the more they take Dak, the more the more Dak is saying thank you. And his agent, <laughs> Jerry, did you see that? Yeah. Jerry, like, yeah, we saw that, but we sticking with our five years. Stephen, get the phone. So Stephen is the one going to make sure that five years. <laughs> hey, do you think if Dak won a Super Bowl, he would have a contract sitting on the table at the uh, after party? Oh man, this is the Cowboys, yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. He, he, he'd have a contract and a blank check. Write, write yeah. your number in there. Uh, a, a, sure. a championship to this franchise right now, I'm telling you, it this you can take Dallas and just take it off of the map. Because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be out of this world if that happens. You I'm telling you, commercial with Mr. Back in the day, with Mr. Jones to be doing flips and break dancing. You can bet he'll be, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be doing all of that, bro. All right, fellas, let's take our last break. Nate, I'm going to tell you. Thank what you, I have to say everybody. Hey, Chris Bean, take us all off the air. We don't want to hear what he got to say. <laughs> when, when, I have something to say when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Planning your next family vacation? Make it Dreams Playa Mujeres Golf Resort and Spa. Enjoy the perks of unlimited luxury at this all-sweet beachfront haven where gourmet meals, premium drinks, and activities are all included. Only 10 minutes from downtown Cancun, Dreams is situated on a private white sand beach. Soak in the views from the infinity pool, pamper yourself at our spa, or enjoy family time at the Lazy River and Water Park. Book your stay today at Dreams Playa Mujeres by visiting dreamsresorts.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! The Cowboys Way, where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back. Final segment, Hanging with the Boys, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, Shannon Gross, Kurt Daniels. And here at the Dallas Cowboys, we can't wait to get back on the field. Sounds like it's going to be pretty soon. And we know you can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to cheer us on six feet apart in the beginning. Let's remember that. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your Cowboys tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events. We'll probably be able to enjoy very soon. Enjoy SeatGeek. Purchases for every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. And let's go to the final segment of this show. We've done this show probably for about three or four years now. And finally, I have something to say on this show. So you guys should be very proud of me. I very rarely have an opinion or an original point of view. And today I finally have one. Uh, the one thing that I actually really love about our show is when we started this thing however many years ago, we wanted this to be a conversation um, 
we just wanted it to be a conversation. We wanted the fans to feel like they were just sitting around having a beer with us at the bar or kicking it in the living room or, or whatever, and we're just talking sports. There's very, very little, if any, prep that goes into this show. We don't have production meetings. If there's any preparation, it's Kurt sending me a list of ideas that sometimes we get to them, sometimes we don't, sometimes we go this direction, sometimes we go this direction, and it, it's really a it's really a, a microcosm of, of, of life. Um, you know, we all come from very different backgrounds. We all right. uh, we're of all ages. We we've you know all done various types of jobs. We're from different parts of the country, and you know. I really enjoy that, and we all respect each other. We may not always agree, but we always respect each other, and we always listen to another points of view. And we, you know, sometimes we challenge each other, and that's, you know, that's the same thing as in life. You don't have to agree with everybody, but you know, respect people. And with the things that have been going on the last, you know, couple of weeks in the world, and we we kind of brushed on it a little bit, and kind of didn't talk about it a whole lot last monday and for some reason everything that's going on in the country has really really been weighing on me for the last week i, I don't know if it's if it's guilt i don't know if it's if it's just helplessness i don't it's anger i know it's anger i don't know if it's because i'm i'm soon will be bringing a, a, a son into this world but it really it's really bothered me all week and then after the show on Monday, I called Jesse, and I, I I called Jesse as a friend. I called Jesse as me being a white man in America, calling an African American man in America, and I just, like a lot of you have probably done this last week, I just wanted to know, hey, as a white man, what can I do? And Jesse and I talked for a while, and and I think as a white man. You, you, I, I'll speak for myself. This is a very uncomfortable topic. This is a very hard topic to talk about because I don't feel like this is my fight. I don't feel like, hey, I should pick up this cause because I will never understand what it's like to be pulled over in my car because I fit a description. I will never know what it's like to jog through a neighborhood. I jog all the time and, and jog through a neighborhood and have people looking out the window or walk inside when I go by. I'll, I'll never know what it's like when my son's born to not be accepted into a school or have to work harder to be accepted into that school because the color of his skin. I, I don't understand that. So it's hard for me to talk about that because I, it's very uncomfortable. And after talking to Jesse, I talked to a lot, a lot of people this past week uh, of all different ages, of all different occupations um, and I just talked and the one common thread with all of this was as a white man in America right now, I need to speak up. I need to speak up and say, I'm tired of this. Like, these are my friends. These are my coworkers. These are people that I care about. And I never realized that that's important. And you know, talking to people and starting those uncomfortable conversations, I learned a lot this week. There are a lot of things that I learned. I didn't I didn't realize as, as African-American families, you teach your kids when you get pulled over by the police, you put your hands on the steering wheel. And when the police walk up, you say your name and you say your address. You have conversations at home about, hey, when you get in school, this is what's going to happen when you get older. And it was very eye-opening, and it hurt. And I just feel like, you know, if, if you do anything this week, take the time to get to know somebody. Black, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Take the time of what's going on right now in America and just talk to people. Get to know who they are. Get to know their troubles. Get to know what what pains they're going through and what, what things they're going through because I think right now we need to understand each other. The only way we're going to fix this problem is to really understand what the problem is. And, and I learned so much this week, and it's hard. And, and as a white man, it is very uncomfortable. But once you start, it gets a little easier, 
and easier and easier and then you realize that you your voice doesn't make a difference and jesse told me he said hey what i need you to do is i need you to stand up and I, we need your help we've been we've been yelling this for years and years and years and it's not doing any good we need you shannon as a white man to stand up and stand beside us and say hey I've got a voice in this. And when you're not around, I need to represent you. And I need to speak up when I see injustice. And I don't know why I'm saying that on this show. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to preach. I'm just saying what's in my heart. And, and hopefully throughout all this tragedy and everything that's going on, we can learn to understand each other and we can, we can make society better. And, and Jesse, thank you for talking to me. Nate, I know I talked to you this week, too. I talked to a lot of people that, that I work with. I talked to a lot of people that are friends of mine. And I just I want to say thank you to everybody that took the time to sit down and give me a few minutes and, and just and have real honest conversations. And I think that's where all this starts. I think that's where making this better starts is just talking and getting to know people. And, you know, thank you guys for let. I know you guys didn't know I was doing this. Thank you for letting me hijack the show for a few minutes. Uh, I know it's not about football, but I think that's what makes this show so great is like it's not always about football. It's just it's about people. It's about our callers. It's about our listeners. It's about everybody. We're a family like we really care about the people that, that listen to this show. And I care about you guys and, and I want to make a difference. So anything I can do to help, anything I can do to, to try and make a difference, I'm here to do that. So thank you guys for giving me a few minutes to talk about this. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your actions. And, uh, you know, you and I had a really good and deep conversation. And so um, this means a lot to me as a black man, as your friend. Um, and uh, I hope people heard you. I, heard, I hope that's the thing. I hope people heard you. We, we've, we've struggled with that for years of listening uh, no, but hearing but not listening I, I hope that it penetrated people's hearts I hope it pe penetrates people's mind and they too want to take the same steps, action steps that you uh, have taken and will continue to take um, from this point going forward so thank you for using your platform and using your voice uh, to help to help me to help the people in my community so thank you Shannon hey brother appreciate you man uh, just keep doing what you do man and like my, my biggest thing right now is I'm trying to tell people, don't forget. Don't forget because uh, that is what we've done. We've always said, okay, this has happened. What about, the, you know, let, what can we do to move on? What we can do to move on, and this is for all races, is to make sure that we vote for the right people, locally, statewide, and nationally. Vote for the right people that are, that are listening and trying to put things in place that cares about America as a whole and not just a segment. That is where we've missed the mark. We have to come together as a whole. What is good for Kurt, what is good for Chris, what is good for Shannon, what is good for Jesse, what is good for Nate will be, be to compromise so that everybody can live as a whole. Thanks, Shannon. I mean, it, All right. it's, it's inspiring. I appreciate you doing that. I've, I've taken smaller steps. I'm talking with my children trying to educate myself, learn more, but um, I admit I need to step out more, talk to people. I appreciate your guys and the opportunity to debate with you each week, and I, I wish we could do it more often. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Thank you all to all of you. Thank you, Shannon, for stepping up. Chris, you, you got something you want to say, baby? I'm looking at you, man. You got tears in your eyes. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Chris, I, I could tell where you was going. I could tell when you called me this past weekend. I told my wife, I said, Chris got something to say. So when you came with that, I knew probably Shannon. me and Jesse knew where you was going with this. Yeah. You called Not me Chris, but Shannon, I'm Shannon. sorry. <laughs> I just, y'all you know, like alike. I'm sorry, I gotta oh. stay serious. I'm sorry. Oh. I gotta stay serious. I just want to break the ice, fellas. Y'all sitting there looking sad, bro. This is a great moment, not a sad moment. This is a great moment, okay? All right, I appreciate it, guys. And, and I, I love this show. I love getting on here with you every week. And when we get back in the uh, in the office, I look forward to uh, 
let's go break bread at some point and, and talk about some real issues outside of sports and, and see how we can get together and try to make a difference. So, Chris, thanks Cowboys for keeping us on. There we go. Hey, <laughs> we will. Don't worry. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. Kurt, stay strong, brother. Nate, Jesse, love you guys. Thanks for hanging All out. Right. We will be back next Monday right here. Hang out with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?